You are listening to Born Offside, a football podcast. It's probably quite shit, but you got this far so listen to it. Then tell your friends. Here it comes numb nuts. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm recording. I'm definitely recording. Mate, mate, we are, we are doing a football podcast. Um, I want to do a podcast uh, that's different from everything else. So it's just going to be me and you talking about football. This is a general introductory episode whereby we outline a little bit about ourselves, uh, basic essential information. Um, we're going to go with name. Uh, so what's your name? Jason. Good. That is your name. I can confirm that's your name. We're off to a great start. Uh, Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Wait, what, uh, what's your name? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave. Actually, all right. Um, you can now see why we didn't use our names in the title because they're shit names. It really uh, wouldn't have worked. You're right. Worked at all. Um, Jay, tell the people listening, which is probably just our parents. Uh, <laughs> uh, feeling des- despondent. Uh, where you're from, uh, who you support internationally and from a club point of view so that they can see what biases you have uh, and kind of where you are located. Don't do one of those horrible kind of corporate work intros. Okay. All right. Look, look first and foremost, I'm, I'm also, yeah, just very excited about this. this. is our first podcast. I know you and I have been talking about this for quite a while and uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of things that we've wished to discuss uh, over uh, over the past sort of months and even years, probably. Uh, but we've got a very exciting World Cup coming up, and and I can't hide my excitement over this. I'm very very giddy about it. Uh, so my, my name is Jason. I'm actually half English, half Portuguese. Um, I've got a, a a good amount of love for both countries. Uh, maybe more. Uh, for one than the other, but we can discuss that in the future. I'm uh, actually moved to Australia a little while ago, and uh, and I, I'm living here in Australia now, which is, um, you know, for my sins, n- not exactly the uh, the 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 mecca of football, uh, but uh, but it's okay. You know, we need to keep working on it over here, so that's all good. Um, I support. I might as well just go for it straight away. I support Portugal on an international stage and I support Southampton Football Club because uh, my dad was from there, my granddad was from there and possibly his dad was from there but I haven't bothered to look into our history tree any further than that. So uh, but it's good enough for me. I'm a Southampton supporter. Uh, you can goad me as much as you will. Dave. Uh, which is not very far. Um, <laughs> I, um, uh, unlike Jason, I am fully English. Um, I'm, I'm the full breakfast uh, in that uh, uh, I, I don't have a, a diverse uh, ethnic uh, European cultural background like what Jay has. Um, uh, both of my parents were alarmingly white. Uh, one is ginger, still ginger. And uh, my beard is a horrible uh, reminder of the fact that I could have ginger children. Um, and for my sins, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan uh, and an, Eng- an England fan. Um, but it's a that's a fairly similar experience to be in England a Tottenham fan. It, it follows a, a, a pretty essential formula of hope, lots of hope, lovely, beautiful, shining hope, uh, promptly followed by gaping, horrible disappointment. Um, Tottenham, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll just back you up on that one. Yeah, 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 uh, keep yeah, going, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yes, yes, fine, remind me. Um, Tottenham, uh, as a club team, find uh, new and interesting ways to lose things. I think we're the only team in the history of uh, the Premier League to lose a place in the Champions League because of a lasagna. Um, and uh, England, um, oh God, there's been some desperate, horrible moments. Uh, the most recent of which uh, is still quite fresh in the mind. Um, I was talking to a, another friend of mine earlier about uh, which teams uh, I really don't want to do well in this World Cup, which we'll get onto in, in due course. Uh, but I mentioned Iceland. And he was like, how can you hate Iceland? I was like, because those bastards put us out of the Euros and embarrassed us. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's fresh in the memory. Uh, lots of penalty shootout losses, fairly horrible. Uh, Carvalho's testicles get in the way of Rooney's foot. Beautiful, wonderful. Yes, sorry, I wanted to bring that one up as well. Wonderful too, the testicles. <laughs> for the testicles as well, because they obviously got a good seeing too. Uh, but uh, uh, for me, on a personal level, being Portuguese, and uh, yeah, that one was a very special, uh, special occasion for me. I actually cried during that football match. Um, yeah, which minute did you cry? <laughs> no, but I'm not entirely sure why I cried. It certainly wasn't out of displeasure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there was there were some tears shed. Interesting. Was it, was it before, after, or during the stamp on the testicles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a crescendo. So it ended up being a little bit after that. That just built to it like a good soap opera, which I haven't watched many uh, in the past. But anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the things I want to talk about is formative World Cup experiences. And we're, we're already doing that with, um, with the 2006 quarterfinal, which I, I guess is a, a single biggest moment of conflict in our lives. Um, yes. Uh, whereby um, Ronaldo stuck that penalty in the top corner. Uh, it was desperate. What a top corner. What a top corner. It was amazing. Um, yeah, look, I mean, that, that game really was, it sort of epitomised, I think, everything that, that comes of a, of a fantastic football match for, for, for the neutrals, obviously, of course. Um, but was it's it a nil-nil? Um, yes, I, uh, was that, uh, yes, because I, I keep getting mixed up with the two twos of uh, of two thousand and uh, two thousand four, which was a European Championship, which we won't talk about because we're just doing World Cups. We're just doing World Cup. No, I thought it was the two thousand and oh, you're right. The two thousands was also the European one as well, obviously as well. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was uh, I, I believe it was a little bit of a, a sort of painful match uh, all the way through. Um, but uh, but worth uh, every penny, uh, certainly towards the end. Anyway, I was. Uh, it uh, yeah. obviously shows you what it's like to be on the victor's side. That you can't remember the specifics of all the times you hurt us. You just remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, what about other formative World Cup experience? What was your first World Cup day? Like the first but, you ever kind of watched. Yeah, yeah. My, my first World Cup is, is one I'll remember, obviously, forever, and I think everybody always does. Uh, it was, was 1986 uh, in Mexico and was Gary Lineker, Portugal, you know. Did Portugal go to that World Cup? I generally don't know. Did, did Portugal qualify for 86? We, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, we, we beat you in the group stages, but uh, don't worry. It's all right. And then we, and then yeah, we got... Then and then we, <laughs> we beat you in the group stages and then we got knocked out of the group stages as well so uh it, how did you manage to beat us and get kind of hang on because 86 i was four so i don't remember it but i've seen the footage of because lineker gets a hat trick against poland in the in the last game yes right. so we must have lost to you in the first or second game 
Uh, it was you. I think it was the yeah. It was the first or the second game. I remember it uh, uh, quite well. Obviously, uh, for, for us, obviously because it was uh, uh, something that we, you know, beating England. Uh, I think back in in 1986 and in, in those days, England was actually supposedly uh, one of the um, uh, one of the top teams. Uh, uh, but uh, it. Uh, <laughs> it's Mate, we're quite uh, often supposedly a top team. We just yeah shit when we get on the field. We do. We have to just. We just have to. I think somebody needs to tell the 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 the, the British people uh, out there that um the uh, that it just uh, yeah sorry the English people there you go. <laughs> That you know, I'm, and I hate to say this because because part of my heart is English, you know, and and I almost feel really really hypocritical when I get into it because I, I I do a part of me does love love England, but when they when they lose, I'm just I, I just I get obviously get very flustered and I get very annoyed, but I quickly dispel it and just sort of say, well, that's just typical England. And my theory is that England will not win anything for another 50 <laughs> years. <a> horrible theory. <laughs> I just can't, I don't understand what it is, but you know, we, we should just be content with the Premier League. You know, uh, we've got the best league in the world. You know, we've got best players, best managers. Everybody's coming over here. It's really great. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, uh, it's, it's just something that I think in, in, on the international stage, we've seen it uh, for many, many years and it's just not, not gotten any better. Um, but hey, look, I, I, I digress. In, uh, in 1986, uh, points were still two points for a win in those days uh so we we beat you in the in the first game i believe but then we went on to lose against against poland and we lost uh i believe against morocco as well in a very embarrassing uh, uh match so uh it was uh, so so i was actually supporting surprise surprise kelsa freeze england uh for that one and uh um uh yeah and i think you know with with gary lineker and uh and, and with gaza crying i remember it was a, a very painful Mate, well Using your World Cups, Gaza cried in 1990. Oh, in 19, sorry, he cried in 1990. That's right. Yeah, forget about that one. 18, but 1986 was, yeah, no, no, it was. Of God, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Lineker, you know, because uh, uh, I think Lineker cried, I think, at the end, didn't he? Did he cry? Uh, I think he probably went and cried alone in his room. I think he's a, Gary Lineker is a very private crier. I think he doesn't, yeah. probably, it's not like Gaza with his public crying. I should imagine Gary went into a room and quietly sobbed. Like Tina Turner? D uh, yes. No, not at all like Tina Turner. Completely <laughs> <Okay>. different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I didn't believe that we would be comparing Gary Lineker to Tina Turner, but it's happened. <laughs> we'll move on. That was part one. Next is part two, obviously. Introduced by irrelevant Asian flute music. Oh, Jesus, please make them stop. Nineteen ninety was uh, my favourite, uh, not favourite, formative World Cup because I was eight, and uh, England did quite well at that one as well. Um, uh, like you've already mentioned, we had Gaza crying in the semi final because he because he wouldn't make it to the final. Um, yep. We had uh, we had the mullet. Nineteen ninety had some sumptuous mullets. Chris oh, Waddle, Chris Waddle, bring him on. Oh, no. Lovely, <laughs> lovely mullet, mate. There aren't any mullets in this World Cup. Uh, no, I shouldn't. Well, uh, 
you know, you, you can you never look past a Central American team for a good mullet, you know, and I think uh, I think we can probably look forward to that when we do look forward to this uh, this World Cup. I know that's one of the things I'll be looking out for. Yeah, yeah, we've just added to the list. The first one to spot a mullet. Um, let's race forward rapidly. What do you reckon are Portugal's chances this year? Having having uh, you, you've won an international competition, you know what that feels like. What does it feel like? I have no idea. You have no idea, but uh, but yeah, your but our your your our forefathers obviously did because uh, uh, they had the 19, uh, 1966 obviously to go through. But it's uh, it's funny how those images every year get uh, grazier and grazier. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, no, it was it was probably one of the uh, one of the best moments of of my life. <laughs> I'll just put it in there straight away. It was a wonderful moment. And it was a moment that lived on for a very long time as well. I, in, I'm saying in the sense that, um, you know, for months and months afterwards and even up to a year afterwards, I was able to tell people, you know, don't forget I'm the European champion, you know, and uh, it you was... You uh, it on social media repeatedly, even yes. years later. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think I've seen every every possible uh, YouTube clip or video that's out there uh, uh, in regards to it. Um, but it's it's undoubtedly, obviously, the, the, the feeling that everybody wants uh, uh, and strives to get. Right. And uh, uh, we, you know, what Portugal. You what, did, what did you we, do? We worked, I worked very hard for that moment. Thank you very much. The pain and suffering and blood and sweat and tears that I put into that. Thank you. Mm. Um, they were. They, they. It was a, a wonderful moment. We, we, uh, as Portuguese people, uh, we, we were. We never thought we could win it. And this is the strange thing because we had a, the the golden age and the golden era, and uh, we had the Figos and the Rui Costas. And uh, even when Ronaldo came through, we, you know, we thought we had a good, strong team. Um, pretty much almost every uh, European or, or or world championship. But for whatever reason, we we uh, very similar to, similarly to England failed at one point or another. Um, so we were actually going in with no hope, no expectation at all uh, of of doing anything at this uh, at this at these Euros. Um, but I guess once we saw Wales in the semi-finals, we thought, well, <laughs> you know, for God's yeah. sake, if Wales can do it, you know, England beat them. Um, you know, uh, so it is. It's a good feeling, and I think uh, I think the Portuguese are uh, this time quietly confident. We're trying just not to make too much of an issue out of it. Um, uh, there's, a, there's been about four or five of the players that played at the Euros didn't make it into the World Cup squad. Uh, that's been quite a big uh, talking point. For the nanny there? No, is... nanny, nanny didn't no make nanny. it. No, no, nanny. No nanny, no Portugal, no nanny. It's weird <laughs> to think of that, uh, but it's Who's true. Replaced nanny? Who's, who is the direct replacement for nanny? Well, Quaresma is still there. He was always so there. He... he can't be replacing himself. Like... <laughs> it's very true. No, it's very true. And of course, obviously, Ronaldo will be probably in his last uh, World Cup or, 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 or big event. That? How old is Ronaldo? He's 33, 33. He's 33. He'll be 37 at the next one. He'll be playing sweeper, I guarantee you. <laughs> Possibly. He'll be getting 25 goals a season, headed from corners for Real Madrid from sweeper. <laughs> He'll modify his game and everyone will say how good he is at modifying his game. Yeah. And after he wins the Champions League final, he'll threaten to leave. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like so, yeah. So, uh, I th look, I, th I think they're quietly confident. Um, but, uh, but what about England? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Um, what are the chances? 
I, I don't want to talk about chances. Let's talk about, talk about chances. Let's talk about hopes. My hope mm. is that a, a collection of bright young men who, who seem to be lovely rounded individuals uh, can go to a tournament and play some football and have some fun. And um, I, just, I just would love it if we don't have a desperately horrible moment. So we don't have a, a, a Rob Green letting the ball slip through his legs uh, from a Clint Dempsey shot. Clint. Oh, Clint Dempsey, whatever. Yeah. Clint, great name. Terrible, terrible strike. Horrific error. Desperate goalkeeping. Um, uh, I don't want a, a Gerard heading the ball to Suarez uh, as if he was still playing for Liverpool when he was playing for England. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want any of those kind of horrible, silly moments that, you know, ends up with somebody having a mannequin uh, of, of their face burnt or hung from some pub somewhere a la David Beckham in, in 98. I just want yep. a bunch of lads to go off on a jolly, play a little bit of football and not let themselves down desperately. That, that would just keep me content. I'd like, to, I'd like to play the first game against Tunisia and win 2-0. I don't want three, just just two nil, and then to play Panama and to to win comfortably, and then maybe not lose to Belgium, and <laughs> like because the thing is, it's been getting progressively worse. I thought the last World Cup was pretty much as bad as it can get. We were out of the World Cup in ten days. <sighs> yes, no, it's very true. All that build up and then the whole thing just you know it's a bit like flushing that toilet, and uh, you know it doesn't quite work the first time. So you have to flush it again, you flush it again, you know, and then it, and then eventually England goes, you know, so uh, if, no, it was, no, if that's your, if that's your metaphor, someone flushed it and we went, then it was one of those times you're like, oh shit, I flushed it already. Oh fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drop something in there? Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Oh, crap. oh. But, but trying to get rid of that one for a while, but uh, no. No, uh... no one's been trying to get rid of it for a while. It <laughs> look, I mean, look, look, mate, look. Let's 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 bog down to it straight off. The fact is, and we, it, it's almost like a weird phenomenon, like traffic, you know, mm. which you can't explain. England seem to have this thing where they just can't. Um, uh, maybe maybe it's, you've hit the nail on the head there. Maybe they just can't have fun. And because I think when you have fun, when you enjoy yourself, and when your your spirits are high, and when the group is doing well, um, then you start having tattoos on your legs of shotguns and stuff, you know. So well, that's that's the latest. That's the latest thing of <laughs> of how we're bringing down the lads and stopping them from having fun. Raheem Sterling, right? His own father was gunned down when he was two years old. Yes. Now our press is telling him how his attitude towards guns should be. We shouldn't even be telling Raheem Sterling what, what he wants. Like, we should all be, oh, poor Raheem. Ooh. Like, I, I, it's just ridiculous. And I, the, the press have it out for him. You have to wonder if Harry Kane had got a tattoo on his right leg, if they'd been the same. Absolutely not. Like, mm -hmm. would not have happened. And I don't see other teams. I, does this happen in Portugal? Do, 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 does everyone try and knock Ronaldo off his pedestal? I mean, he's even got a pedestal. I mean, he literally has a statue of him outside an airport. But do, do, do people try and knock him down or do they just build him up in Portugal? No, absolutely not. And I think this is a real British thing. I hate to say it. It's uh, uh, in, in Portugal, uh, you know, whenever you read the newspapers, whenever you go over and, and or you read, you hear the news and listen to, to what's going on. It, it, 
it very often it's 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 about positivity it is about positivity it's about believing uh, yet being realistic being realistic uh, uh, about your chances and and knowing that it's not going to be easy knowing that it's going to be tough but it's more a kind of uh it's almost embarrassing to kind of think it and say it but it's more a kind of um almost royal-esque kind of thing you know it's like a let's pull for, for you know let, let's pull this one from the ashes and show everyone how amazing we all are you know and and it it's 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 a lot more like that it's a bit jovial i guess in that sense but um but there never is that kind of let's let's target someone kind of thing and let's shoot them down and let's have some fun with it you know and that's what seems to to be one of the problems that i think the british press has there's no pictures of of people made to look like vegetables (laughs) exactly no (laughs) <laughs> not at all, not at all. And, uh, you know, and you, you, we could probably trace back, you know, to, to, you know, bless his cotton socks, poor old Taylor, you know, and, uh, and to, 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 to so many different sort of occasions and different moments where uh, in football and in English, in, in English football, um, people have been vilified before and after the World Cups or European Championship as well. Take me back, like it's not a World Cup, but Euro 2004, right? Yep. Euro 2004 was the European Championships, it was in your own country. Yep. And you lost to Greece in the final. Now, yes. Yeah. England had a world, had a European Championship in their own a country and they lost to a to a you know highly unfancied team like Greece in the final those players would have been ripped to pieces was, was, did that happen in Portugal or what was the reaction um, I mean there were little parts of uh, of that out I, I, the, you know no nation is is devoid of cynicism completely uh, so there are people out there who who would go out and target uh, certain players and maybe target the manager I think the manager Scolari, we had Scolari at the time and you see he's and he's Brazilian and as much as we don't mind you know Brazilians oh, come on you said that word with contempt you were like he's Brazilian <laughs> We don't mind a good Brazilian every now and then, especially Pepe and uh, uh, and 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 uh, uh, oh crikey, uh, Barcelona Deco, you know when he came, when he came over, you know we we don't mind them when they do well for us. Um, but uh, the manager of your team at your home nation, you you're hosting it for goodness sake, and the manager of your team is from Brazil. It's just you know. That I must admit, that did get a little bit of stick, uh, and before, during, and after as well. Uh, but I think the you know the fact that they got to the final, the fact that they worked so hard, uh, they stirred up the nation. Everybody was out on the streets. Everybody was loving it. It was something that was very, very special. And and I, th- I think you know after we we lost against Greece, everyone was obviously shell shocked. But it was more it was more sentimental. It was just more tears, and uh, you know people just feeling as though like they they'd missed an opportunity to uh, to do something that they that the world owes them you know the world owes them a competition for goodness sake and uh, and and they 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 were robbed by the greeks of all people i'm mean, jesus Ugh. you know so um uh, now, Greek people couldn't go to Portugal for a, for a period of time after that, of course. But, uh, oh, I yeah. see. You turned, you turned, instead of turning your anger inwards, you turned it outwards. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, um, but, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like they are, are more, a little bit more down to earth, I guess. And, and they don't, 
they don't sort of go out and, and, and vilify. I mean, what, what happened to Beckham is, is, is outrageous, for example. I mean, that's, a, uh, you know, and uh, what happened to Rooney, obviously, after that as well. It wasn't as bad no, as Beckham, uh, but I still. Mean, Rooney deserved yeah. everything he got. You know? <laughs> and still does. Poor he guy. still does everything he does, wherever he, wherever he went now. Uh, although, mate, that's, 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 that's one thing that we should touch upon, that Gareth Southgate has already achieved quite a bit yeah, as England manager in that he's not Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, he survived more than, uh, how many days was it? Is it uh, I don't, however many days. <laughs> Just the very fact that he is not Sam Allardyce, because if Sam Allardyce was still manager of England right now, Wayne Rooney <sighs> would be captain, number 10, nailed on to start for, for sure. Like um, we'd have Chris Smalling at the back, with, with Gary Cahill, probably Bob Green would have been brought out of retirement and put into goal. Um, it would have been a debate over whether or not Alan Shearer should get out of retirement and play up front. Like, it, <laughs> so Southgate is already a winner because he's not Sam Allardyce. Like that, look, that, it's, it's very true. It's very and, true. and it's one thing I do like about, about, um, uh, about Southgate as well is that he's come, he's come, a little bit out of left field. He's come a little bit out of nowhere. Okay, he's been with the England setup for quite a period of time, uh, 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 working uh, with the uh, with the under twenty ones, and he he's done he's done he did great work. And then when he came in, there were the level of expectancy was extremely low. I, I remember a lot of people thinking, well, who is this guy? For starters, he's way too young. Yes, he can. He's very articulate and, and he talks very well. Uh, but let's not forget pizzas, you know. So um, and let's not forget that he was the guy. And, you know, and I think he lives, still lives with that pizza on his shoulder, uh, that he, he was one of the guys who... You know the, the whole pizza thing. Obviously, what Jay's referring to is he missed a, uh, an all-important penalty in the 1996 uh, European Championship semi-final. So the all-important penalty, I think, wasn't it? Yes, the all-important penalty. Thank you. Um, where did Portugal finish in that tournament? Anyway. Okay, move on. Um, so, but he dealt with it. Um, the only way that I, you really can um, by making an advert for Pizza Hut, uh, mm. which I mean, I can't even remember the advert. Basically, it was all about didn't have Jonah Lomo and Stuart Pearce in it as well. I think there was a plethora of of stars in there. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was it was one one heck of a pepperoni. It was it was good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, so to sum up with, with, with England and Portugal. What, what, where, where do you think is kind of, where do you expect to land? What's going to make you kind of please? Are we talking quarters, semis? What do you expect? I think, I think we can talk quarters. I think we can talk quarters. Let's, let's be, let's be hopeful uh, in, in that sense. And then any, anything else on top of that would be a bonus. If Portugal meet, meet uh, uh, England in the quarters, I don't, I haven't looked at the draw in any particular way. It's not possible. Is it not possible? All right. Okay. Not, uh, you know, uh, thank God. Uh, because it be um, some kind of strange, weird combination. It's very unlikely. Right. Okay. So it's, um, and it's, um, uh, I think w one of the, the things that sticks out for me, I think, is that uh, if, if England make it to the quarters and then fail, uh, at the quarters, it's it's going to be seen as as kind of a success. But if they if, if Portugal make it to the quarters and and lose, it won't be seen as a success. Um, they will want 
yeah, they'll want to go to the semis. They really, really will. And, uh, and, and I think the expectation is much higher than it probably should be because of the European Championship win, of course. So uh, we, we've done it against the top teams. We've shown that we can be resilient and uh, we've shown that even on, with moths on our faces, we can still defeat Lady France. So, um, so that's what we and that's what we love. There's, there's a bit of resentment there, by the way, with the Portuguese yeah, and the yeah, French. Yeah. And, and, and what everyone can expect from this show is your strange metaphors and, and mixed up sentences. <laughs> well, you know. It's uh, it's it's it. It will be par for the course, I think. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, something that that has has always got me. Is um, you know, there's a lot of history for for the Portuguese going to 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 uh, France and and trying to make a living, being that uh, that person that's down there, you know, cleaning toilets and doing stuff like that. Not that there's anything wrong with cleaning toilets, but uh, uh, you know, those the jobs that they don't want kind of attitude, and to win in France was a real you know a real cherry on that cake. So. Um, Idea. yeah no it's huge it's 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 really really big and uh uh yeah well we can touch on it another time <laughs> i'm sure i probably will um but i think i think if if england make it to the to, to the quarters mm -hmm. if they make it if they make it to the semis i think it'll be it'll be great it'll be absolutely great make it to the semi-final and they beat uh, a, a top-notch team along the way there will be an open bus parade when they get back to london probably part <laughs> two is finished jazz buffer Uh, what else are you looking forward to seeing at the World Cup? Mullets? What else? Mullets, uh, own goals. That's always high on the on the list. There, I love yeah. love a good own goal. But you know what I love about own goals is just it's it's when the cameras pan over to the expression on the people who've scored it. You know, I just love it. I love it. It's, it's uh, the hurt of the individual that you like. <laughs> yeah, you can put it that way, I guess. You know, slightly slightly sadistic have thing you got, going have you got on. A favorite there. own goal? Oh God, there's so many. Um, the ones where they just blatantly, like, it, where, where it's really obvious they don't mean it. I know no own goal is meant, uh, or is it? Uh, but like, where a goal where someone just absolutely slices it, you know, and they think that they're they're shooting it to Lord knows where, and they slice it and they slice it over over another defender and over the keeper into the top corner, and it's just one of those. And Phil Jones. A Phil Jones special. A, a Phil Jones, a Phil Jones moment. You know, one of them. You know, and uh, and then the camera panning to the face. You know, that that moment I mean, is very important. Phil Jones's case is is quite the yeah, yeah. Um Crying fans. That's another one as well. Yeah. I'm crying fan. Um, <laughs> we'll see plenty. We'll see plenty. Uh, the, with it being in Russia, um, and that means that we'll obviously you know have TV because we're not going to the World Cup. Let, let's confess it. Um, uh, we're going to have, you know, the, the state television uh, people directing the shots. And because, you know, we're now living in 2018. So you would have thought that we won't have had what we had in, in 98 and indeed 2002, which was during breaks in play, where's the pretty female in the, in the crowd? There she is. <laughs> Let's linger on there kind of horribly. I worry that in Russia we'll get that anyway. Again. Coming yeah. back, yeah, it'll it'll be making a, a comeback, yeah. It'll be, it'll I, I should imagine a, an unfortunate comeback. Um, although I think it is better than it lingering on the, the sad, crying, desperately overweight England fan with stretched tattoos on his belly. Um, oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, each, each to their own. To their own. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that I've, I'm already really, really excited about, uh, and in fact delighted and boring everybody who I come into contact with, uh, is have you seen the, um, the BBC theme tune for this World Cup? With the with the video of the tapestry, like you can you can go check it out if you type uh, BBC World Cup 2018 uh, theme music song whatever you'll get a little video. Have you seen it, mate? I I, I have. I believe I have. Yes, I've oh. seen a number of different How ones. Good is but that? Uh, it is. It's very good. And it uh, your BBC have uh, have always been very good at. I, I find Bloomer. anyway these things. That, Ness yeah. and Bloomer, 1990. That was the first one. Oh, mate. I still, I don't know about you, but I still get hairs on the back of my neck that stand up when I hear Ness and Dorma. Like, they, it's a sad indictment of me as a human being that <laughs> a fat Italian man singing a song that I don't understand can give me chills to a time when I was eight years old. But there was that one. There was, do you remember the France 98 music? France 98, mate. I think uh, for our non-British listeners, there was a, a TV presenter called... Um, Des Line, Desmond Lynham and uh, mm. Des Lynham's opening, opening gambit of the France 98 World Cup. Uh, England's first game was against Tunisia, which funnily enough is against uh, Tunisia again this time. Tunisia again, yes. It was, uh, I remember it because I was 16 and I just finished all of my, my GCSEs. So I was off for the summer. So I was just watching the World Cup for the whole summer. Dad had got a new TV. It was just all I was doing was watching the World Cup. And uh, the, opening, the opening gambit for, uh, for the 1998 England versus Tunisia was Des just looking down the camera and going, shouldn't you be at work? Which was like just a thing of absolute beauty. <laughs> and I was like, no, Des, I don't have any work. But you're right, the rest of the nation should be. Um, so, yeah, the France 98 music uh, was this kind of French composery thing. It was beautiful absolutely beautiful and then we've had a bit of a dip in theme tune music um itv i think even won it last time with um they had brazil la 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 anyway uh yes yeah i recall that one as well i like it's a big thing for me what the theme music is and the bbc have returned to form with an absolutely because what have they done is they've taken imperialist Russian music, a stereotype, <laughs> they've taken this stereotype, they've added it to sport and in, injected it with this sense of, of meaning that it doesn't have. Because it is essentially 11, 22 men kicking a ball around a field. It doesn't mean anything. But when you add <laughs> music to it, it's beautiful. Just <laughs> And, and there's a bit of it where I have to say Harry Kane emerges from the ground like a colossus. And it's my yes. favorite thing I've seen for at least two years of any kind. Yeah, no, it's, it is. It's very good. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, and yeah, like we were saying, like BBC have, have excelled uh, uh, again on this one. And I think they, they have done and they've got a good, good track record for, for these ones. I, I must admit, I'm, uh, in terms of theme, <clears throat> theme musics, uh, I have a sort of a slightly broader sort of experience in 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 the sense that I've actually watched a few of my World Cups and European Championships in Portugal as well, and uh, and the theme musics that they put on there are never really uh, they've been you know 
there doesn't seem to be much thought behind them. So they'll have, you know, and then they'll go for, they'll go for stuff like that, you know, and where you just go, okay, forget about it. Let's, <laughs> let's get on with the business side of things now. Okay. We're just, well, we're well, I want to sit in the production meeting where someone goes, hang on, hang on. Jose, Jose, we need some music. What do we, uh, uh, <laughs> Macarena, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. do. I think, wasn't that number one last year? Yeah, put it on, they'll, they'll remember it. Everyone knows that one, it's great. Yeah, love it. totally. Love it, we'll put it, we'll put it on. <laughs> Mate, here, I'm, I'm, I'm in sunny California, which, uh, by the way, today is 25 degrees and sunny. Um, <laughs> that in. Uh, Good for you, thanks. Uh, but here I have Fox Sports. Uh, ah. uh, I've seen their promo, and their promo for, for the World Cup uh, refers to the World Cup as a four-week fist fight, <laughs> which um, shows a deep lack of understanding because there shouldn't be any fist fighting. Um, we, can, we can hope. We can hope. We can hope. And then uh, David Beckham features in it, who hasn't appeared in the World Cup since 2006. Yeah, probably. You're probably about right on that one for a while. Donkeys. Yes. We're talking donkeys. Yes. He hasn't, he hasn't played in a World Cup for a while. And then when he did Mr. Penalty. Yes, he missed a penalty. Didn't he miss? No, he didn't. Well, no. Because there was a sandpit on the floor. That's why. It poor was, guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Anyway, we're keeping back to that game. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, other things that we're looking forward to seeing. Um, mate, this is going to be controversial. And you were, you're talking about your kind of uh, amnesty, not amnesty, animosity. Completely different word. They um, are animosity towards uh, France, but um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that French team play on the condition that they don't play Olivier Giroud, who <laughs> I hate. But who you hate due to your ties with, uh, uh, with Tottenham v well, Arsenal. Not, not only has he played for both Arsenal, Chelsea and indeed France, but he's a horrific player to watch. He like, ticks all the boxes, doesn't he, for you, doesn't he? Yeah. He, just, he just, balls bouncing off of him. He scores headers from corners. He scores annoying goals at horrible times in matches. He's a desperately player to watch. So Look, as, uh, yeah, as, as a Southampton supporter, I'm, I'm actually with you as well. Uh, you know, he managed to score, uh, t- I think, two for Arsenal. And then w- when he moved to Chelsea, he scored two for Chelsea. So he scored four goals uh, uh, against the Saints for two different teams uh, just in this last season. So not, not happy uh, with him. Um, but look, if you, if you look at France as, 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 a, as a team, as a side, the, since their sort of golden days of Zidane and uh, Turam and, uh, you know, they, they haven't really been able to, to put anything together as well. And they've got one of the, the managers who with the ugliest teeth set that you will ever, <laughs> ever come across. I mean, that guy, I'm sure French press are going, just please don't open your mouth. Please don't open your mouth. Please don't open your mouth. I, I have to let the people know that Jay is very qualified to talk about teeth due to the fact that you once knocked out your front two teeth with a bowling ball. It's very true. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, I was drunk at the time. So uh, look, give me a little bit of, uh, I, I barely remember anything that happened for the next six no, hours, but you know. No, what I'm saying is you know about teeth. <laughs> I know about teeth. I do know about teeth. I'm a big teeth man. And, and uh, a horrible set of gnashes. Good Lord, he does. He really does. And um, it's funny, actually, because my wife often comes up to me and says, what do you think of her? Is she quite pretty? And so we might stop a girl in the street. And, go, and the first thing I'll, I'll often say is, horrible teeth. Sorry. <laughs> horrible teeth. Just disgusting, you know. And she doesn't 
kind of get it. But I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there who do get it. You know, a good set of teeth will 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 really take you a long way in this world. And DDA, Deschamps' teeth, Giroud's presence. If we can get beyond that, the rest of France is. I mean, no, no, you've got to add Martial to that as well. I'm sorry. He's not Um, going. He's he's he hasn't been picked, Martial. He hasn't been picked. Hallelujah. So they might actually. Might actually have a chance of. I thought he had been picked. No, I thought no, he's been left out. Who, no, who been... else, mate? We, let's let's cover this now, so we don't have to come back to it. Who else go into this World Cup, other than, of course, Suarez? We yep. have an entire section about him later. Other than what we're we talking about, worst teeth: Deschamps, Suarez, Martial. If he gets called back in. <laughs> Well, you, usually the majority of the French French side have got bad, particularly bad teeth. So uh, I don't think that they'll be able to actually, uh, um, you know, I was going to say get their teeth into anything, but I really mustn't. Oh, dear. Um, look, Cristiano Ronaldo had terrible teeth. And then some, someone obviously got to him very quickly and just went, look, you're on, you're on TV quite a lot. It's, this is embarrassing, all right, for the Portuguese nation. So just fix that, all right, and do it now. Okay. Um, as we go through, if you suddenly need to say teeth, like I, you're referring to the quality of teeth of a, of a player, right? So yes. Perhaps go to say, I don't know, Samuel Umtiti. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with teeth? What's that got to do with teeth? I mean, I mean how are Samuel's teeth? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're, 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 they're fine at this very moment in time. I think he's sleeping at the moment. I'm in Australia. He's yes, in, uh, he's, he's in probably, Europe. So, so is. now sleeping teeth are obviously very comfortable in, in their vicinity, in their mouth, as long as they don't have weird cats crawling all over them, but that's fine. You know, each to their own as well. Um, no, no, cats we, we are veering here. We are veering. Okay. France. All right. France. I, you know, I've heard some people come out and actually say that they, they think France are favourites for this tournament. And I think that's ridiculous. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I think they might go a distance. They might go a certain distance. But, like, uh, I, I really don't fancy them this a year. Hell of a lot of talent, though. Look at it. Lloris, he's the Tottenham goalkeeper, therefore undisputedly very good. Uh, <laughs> Mendy, who is uh, uh, my favourite Twitter footballer. Uh, yeah, yeah, who's had his leg broken for the last 25 years. But, you know. Back. You've got yep. um, uh, mate, and the French players have some great names. Umtiti. Umtiti. Umtiti is there. That's good. Mbele, Mbappe. Like, they've got some wonderful <laughs> names. Uh, so you've got... Um, you've got... So you've got Mondi, Mendy, Mondi on, on one side. Baran, Umtiti, Sidivi, Conte. Oh, you've got a Kant in the middle, yeah, as well. Pog, Pogba. I'm ignoring that. Uh, Pogba... Uh, <laughs> Griezmann, who of all of the names is the worst named. I can't get over how horrible his name is. Like he's <laughs> greasy man. Grease, Griezmann, Griezmann. Yes, you would like greasy man. Slide in and out of certain situations. Uh, you would. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, yet he's probably their one player, the one player who who could who could do something uh, to change uh, to change a game. You know, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not gonna. Come on, Mbappe. Uh, Mbappe is like the the hottest property, the second most expensive. Player. I would say I would say he's not had he's not lived up to his full potential moving to PSG. Uh, I, I don't. I think he's lived in the shadow, and he's experiencing what Neymar was experiencing out in Barcelona. He's. Uh, I I don't think so, and I think Mbappe will not have a good tournament. He's one of those players. I don't think uh, he'll have a good one. That'll be him scoring a hat trick in the quarters against Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it probably will. Oh, dear. I've done it. 
who else are you looking forward to seeing? Well, um, I, uh, I'd, I'd like to see a, an, an African side uh, make it far. I, I really would. Um, this is not happening. We've got, what, Egypt, Tunisia? Uh, Nigeria, uh, Morocco. Uh, four. I think there's only four. There's usually four, aren't there? Is Ghana? Is Ghana not in there? Didn't qualify. Cameroon didn't qualify. Egypt. Oh, so we've got Senegal. Senegal, I think. Are our Senegal. Best. Senegal. Senegal. They've yes. Got, they've got Mane, who. Uh, likes yes. He does like he, a dive. <laughs> he does like a bit of grass eating. It's very true. You know, he's. Uh, now I'm not calling him a cow. <laughs> no. All right. You are, because he's you pointing to the fact that he likes yeah. to dive on the ground. Face. <laughs> And it's amazing because he did that for Samson quite a lot and I was okay with it. You quite loved it. Yeah, no, I did actually. I think we, 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 we possibly even had a song for him on the terraces for that. But, or, or if we didn't, we should have. Um, but he, uh, you know, since he's moved off, his protracted move over to, uh, uh, to that horrible team that seems to be taking all of our players. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan. Your parent club, Liverpool. My parent club, Liverpool, yes. Go. Uh, <laughs> so, Senegal. So, so, Senegal, so, Senegal. Mane, oh, and Mane, they also have uh, one of my favorite players to watch, uh, Kouyibaye, yeah, the, the Napoli central defender. Um, oh, yes. Who is a beast of a man. And if anyone has the opportunity, look up the goal he scored for Napoli against uh, Juventus. It's oh, amazing. From, it's a header from a corner, but he's a good four feet off of the ground when he connects with it off of a run-up. I think he started his run on the halfway line and he just and gallops into the box, takes off and powers the ball in with his head. It's And it, it was in the last, it was in the last few minutes as well, I think. Yeah, and, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. And, uh, and I think with that game as well, what was so amazing was that uh, Juventus have been running away with every title, you know, for the last seven years. And this was a real opportunity for, uh, for somebody to come along and actually take that away from them. So, and the only way to do it was for there to be so, a goal, you know, to, 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 to win that match. And unfortunately, uh, obviously, it sort of petered out in the end and they weren't able to take it. But just for that moment, just oh, for that moment, it was, wow, it was something special. Uh, and it really was. Um, it was. Mate, so we've, we've, done, we've done England, we've done Portugal. We've covered uh, the fact that you want Senegal to go as far as they possibly can. Yes, I'd like that. Only realistic uh, chance of an African country, African country as well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the French team as long as uh, Giroud is in no way, shape or form involved. <laughs> the world is kind of looking to see if, if Messi can do something in his last World Cup. Uh, my prediction yeah. is not because you've got Fazio and Otamendi who are fat and slow uh, in front of Willy Caballero, which just is a recipe for disaster. Part <laughs> 3 complete. Did someone say bongos? Let's get on to the all-important question of who we hope goes home very, very, very soon. I'll start it now, Uruguay. The sooner they go home, <laughs> the better. Now, Uruguay have had, uh, they, they haven't, let's, let's put it this way, they haven't made themselves many friends in the past few years. Uh, and they've, uh, it's, yeah, let's go decades, let's go decades. But let's also not forget that they are the proud owners of a World Cup, uh, which they yeah. won sorry two world cups which they won back in 1930 if i'm not much mistaken maybe 38 i think it's 34 and 38 34 and 38 yeah yeah and uh you know and actually i hate to say it but this year they do have 
a, a, a tremendous amount of quality. Uh, uh, they've uh, they've got a very strong backline. Uh, they they they're very very powerful, and I think. You know where they might be lacking is 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 in the center of center of the pitch. But even there, you know, as it's young up and coming players is uh, Bentancur at, at Juventus and um, Terreira at Terreira. Oh no, Lucas first name plays for Sampdoria. Wax a free kick in from from miles out. Um, so yeah, yes. I, agree with you. I agree with you. They look strong and they look particularly strong because they have players in in the mold of uh, of Uruguay. A, a mold that I would uh, best define as absolute bastards <laughs> and, i mean diego, now, diego Godin. i respect the man yep. like he's he's probably the, the the last great penalty box center back he's got no discernible pace um but he seems to be able to get his body in the way of everything uh yep. he seems to be able to get a yellow card in minute three or four and then somehow put in a whole bunch of yellow card challenges for the rest of the match and not get one <laughs> next to him, you have, next to him, you have Jimenez, who's his partner, Atletico Madrid. It's got to be a huge advantage. The two of them playing together, at Atletico Madrid. Yes. Uh, and then up front, you have. Uh, well, you, you've you've, you've got, got Cavani. You've got Cavani. I don't hate Cavani as much as I should do. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> we could go into Cavani with a lot of detail. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like it's about here. That slick he hair. Is, you he know. <laughs> He does miss a sitter, Cavani. He does miss a sitter. And then when he scores that same sitter in the next game, he goes absolutely bananas, you know? And it's like, oh, for God's sake, it was a sitter. Like, my grand could have done that. Just get out of it, okay? Just get back to the halfway line and start again. But he doesn't. He goes off, you know, like as if he's just, you know, scored with... Anyway, with somebody as opposed to scoring a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, then, but then, of course, there is bastard number one. Yep. Louis, Louis, Louis. Louis, 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 Louis. Now, now, yeah. What do you think he's going to do this year? So we, we, we 2010, fresh yep. up, handles the ball on the line, which, yep. mate, I have no problem with him doing. If, if Jesse Lingard handles the ball on the line <laughs> and Marco Royce steps up and puts his corner against the bar and we win on penalties against the Germans, I will love Jesse Lingard forever. On the condition that he disappears down the tunnel and does he's celebrating in the dressing room. Suarez okay. is celebrating on the sideline. That's what irks everybody, is the fact that yeah. he decided to just pump his fists and celebrate out there in front of everybody. So that's yeah, 2010. No. Then 2014, he takes the game to a different level by consuming part of an Italian. <laughs> what do we think he's going to do this year? Mate, I, you know what? I've... I've, uh, I have been thinking about it. It's so, so difficult to top those two. It really is very difficult. But if there's a man out there who is capable of absolutely going the, the you know, the extra yard, it's going to be, it's going to be Suarez. I mean, we have to look out for him. We have to see whether or not he's going to be able to actually do something. He, he might pull someone's shorts down. Uh, he may do that voluntarily or on purpose. Uh, he may uh, do a whole heap of, of, of sort of crazy things, even, even stuff which may not f seem absolutely uh, terrible uh, uh, on, on, on the front of it. But, um, but yeah, no, I think he's going to do something crazy. Mate, do you know where my money lies? Go. So, so, so this, I think, you know, passed with, with you know, not as much kind of furore and, and controversies it should have, but there was a game once... Uh, uh, Chelsea versus Swansea, where 
Eden Hazard kicked a ball boy. Now, <laughs> the ball boy in question was being a little shit and probably deserved a kicking. However, <laughs> as a Premier League soccer player millionaire, you cannot kick a little scamp. My money is on Suarez taking it to the next level and, and kicking maybe two ball boys, maybe, okay. maybe a ball girl, and probably scoring a goal as a result of the kick to the child. <laughs> I, you know what? I like it. I do. And, uh, and, and I love your analogy there as well, because when, when Hazard did kick that ball boy, there was a part of all of us, I believe, that was kicking that ball boy, you know, yes, regardless. Suarez will kick an angelic, cherub-looking child. For no reason, yes. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps a distant relative of Putin's. No, maybe make him loved. Um, it, it, it would, <laughs> you know, he's going to kick perhaps a perhaps a terminally ill, angelic-looking child in the face, like he's in the face. In their face, it's going to rebound so he can take the quick throw in. He's going to release Cavani and then race into the box and prod it past probably Senegal to make it to the to make it to the semis. Yeah. That's okay. I, no, I love that call. I think that's beautiful. And he's out for ten months, like, <laughs> yeah. as a result, but he won't care. No, absolutely not. And he'll be a hero back yeah. in Uruguay yeah. as well. And he'll be protected by the president, only for him to then turn around and actually say to the president, "Sorry, buddy, I, I got it wrong." And oh, now look, you know, I have to quit. Um, but uh, I think the, the the other possibility is 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 a spit as well. He might go oh, down the Rudy yeah. Vula. He might go down the Rudy Villa route. Upping your game on biting. I think he... Because yeah. biting has the physical aggression of a bite, but there's also some saliva in there. That's very true. That's very true. Yes, there is a little bit of drizzle. Uh, but, uh, but there's nothing quite looking at a, at a, at a piece of gob in slow motion, right? Because the, the cameras will catch it, of course. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, in a slow motion, arching towards its destination which will be someone's hair probably uh you know it, 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 it matters who he 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 flims in the face well it was it was famously frank rankard 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 he should have been called rankard frank rankard i believe it, it was uh famously Vola, last time yeah. yeah yeah so there's there was a whole racism thing going on there so i'm going for the racism thing it's it's gonna be a black man uh he's gonna he's he's gonna spit into a black man's hair now what what black gentleman has long hair during this tournament? We need to pick one. Oh, Quadrado. Quadrado, that's, it's him. <laughs> it's, it's Quadrado. For every reason. That's the one. I'm going poor, for that. Poor, poor Quadrado, who's already been the victim of, um, of a Juan de Ramos, uh, not Juan de Ramos, sorry, wrong Ramos, of a, of a Sergio. Sergio Ramos. There's, a, there's one for you, all you Tottenham fans about there. Uh, Sergio Ramos, who uh, dived to get him sent off in uh, not this year's, but last year's Champions League final. So, yes, it's going to happen to Juan Cuadrado. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, mate, who, who do you hope goes home as soon as possible? Belgium. <laughs> what I'm do sorry. You like about Belgium? Other than, I other just than... don't like them. I just don't. I don't know what it is. They just... I can't. I can't. Like I try. I really try very, very hard. And I don't know whether or not it's the uh, the the combination of would be superstars. You know, they should all be superstars on that team. Yet they just can't perform. Um, <clears throat> but I was thinking about it quite quite 
in depth actually the other day. Why do I hate Belgium so much? Is it because of the waffles? Is it because of any other produce that they make coming out of that, that team? And you know what? It wasn't. It was a conversation that you and I had, which enlightened me. Martinez. Oh, it is Martinez. It's Martinez. I can't, I can't get my head around, like, about, around Martinez. Firstly, I don't know why he even exists. Secondly, why he even managed to get a footballing coaching job at all. And thirdly, was it, yeah. Professionally. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but still, that doesn't give him the God-given right. And he then, and to top it all, he's, he's the manager of Belgium. Does he even speak Flemish or, 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 or Belgian at all? Or, you know, Belgian or French? French or... English, doesn't he, presumably? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yes, um, he, he, do, he talks nonsense is the thing. Because um, when he's not in... I quite like when he's in football management because it means he's not on a screen. Like, yeah, that's always good. <laughs> um, because he just talks a lot of I mean I particularly when he was Everton manager and Everton were doing badly he would talk abs- he would, they would lose 6-0 to Arsenal at home and he'd be like we were very close to winning that game and you're thinking oh, and you weren't it was 4-0 after 20 minutes like you were never in it Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. What about? Uh, um, well, look. Just and just apart from that, of course, there's the usuals: uh, France, Germany, uh, Spain, and uh, and think <laughs> Spain because of my Portuguese ties, of course. And of course, Portugal playing Spain in the first first game is just. It's, yeah, we're playing Spain in the very first game. That that's on that's on Saturday, um, I believe. So Portugal it's versus Friday. Spain. No, it's Friday because the World Cup kicks off on a Thursday, which we've already had a discussion about. Who Sorry. The World Cup on a Thursday. Yes, that's yeah. Russia, that's who. Uh, yeah, the Ruskies. All right, let them go for it. You know. <laughs> Sound the horns because part four is done and this shit is almost finished. This brings me on to um, one thing that I don't think any other podcast is is going to preview, which but is essential: the opening ceremony. Uh, the so opening ceremony. There was, a press, there was a press list for a press release for the opening ceremony today. I'm going to read to read to you verbatim parts of this. On June 14th, just a few moments before Russia and Saudi Arabia kick off the 2018 FIFA World Cup TM, three international stars. Have you have you heard this news yet? Not uh, yes, I have. I um yep yep. Ro- Robbie Robbie's one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three international stars will thrill the fans in Moscow's Luzhniki Stadium. Global yep. music icon Robbie Williams will entertain Woo-hoo! the stadium crowd. <laughs> Robbie Williams. Um, and the millions watching around the world with celebrated Russian soprano Ida Gary Folina. Gary Folina? Um, that's an Full of something. <laughs> um, what did Gary fall into? Um, Joining him during the musical extravaganza. Okay, so that's two of our stars, right? Robbie Williams is going to get up and sing a song. Our celebrated Russian soprano is going to get up and join in. The football glory that all players will be hoping to achieve on Russian soil will be represented by Brazil's two-time FIFA World Cup champion, Ronaldo. Now, what is he going to do? (laughs) Sing? Can he sing? there's got to be something with the teeth there i'm sorry okay we have to we i'm sorry but we have to go into that it's the teeth that's what i've told you 
Um, no, the, what do we think he's going to do? Like, is he just going to be like, I'm the original Ronaldo? Like, with a, with a board? Like, that has it in multiple... Yeah. How do you say I'm the original Ronaldo in, in, in Portuguese? Eu sou o Ronaldo original. I just said that. You're right. I said, but that's completely right. But what you should have asked me to do is in a Brazilian accent, because he's Brazilian, of course. So uh, offend Brazil. Go for it. Yeah, uh, eu sou Ronaldo original, hein, cara? Because <laughs> <laughs> they always, they're always so much more musical than the Portuguese. Like, it sound more musical the second time round. Uh, so okay. I was trying so harder. Um, there's some other important things to point out to you for the for the World Cup opening ceremony. Uh, the 2018 FIFA World Cup opening ceremony will have a slightly different format compared to previous editions of the tournament. This time, the ceremony will focus on musical acts. Again, what is Ronaldo going to do? And will take place much closer to kickoff, just half an hour before the start of the match. So basically, we're going to make it mercifully short. Um, <laughs> So Shakira, uh, Shakiri, Shakiri's not there. Shakira's not there. Pitbull is not there. So like Pitbull's how not there. Gareth Southgate is winning by not being Sam Allardyce, Robbie Williams is winning by not being Pitbull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a winner there. Um, we also have, uh, there, was, there was some other, I wanted to, oh yeah, I wanted to read you uh, the quote from the, uh, the uh, Felix Mikhailov who, uh, mm. of course, you'll know um, from his work directing the other ceremonies, including the 2018 FIFA World Cup draw. Uh, and um, it, he, he said, um, at the same time, the action will extend beyond the stadium, encompassing the city and the area around the Luzniki Stadium. The co-director of the opening ceremony will be my friend, Ilya Evbuk who has added new color to the spectacle on the pitch. And of course, our show will be about football and love. Ah, yeah, don't forget the, uh, yeah, because <laughs> there's an opportunity here to do so much more, you know, and then, you know, please don't forget about the football and the love. I think, mate, that's probably a good place to, to end this preview show with the love. With the uh, love. Beautiful. The love. We did have some things that we intended to talk about, which we can get round to. Uh, so I'll just tease those. Uh, we were going to say something imp interesting about Iran. We failed. We'll do that next time. I've uh, still got that. It's all right. Yeah. You, do you have something interesting to say about I, Iran? I do have something interesting to say about oh, Iran. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you? No, no. Well, let's save it for the next one. Oh, That's okay, fine. We'll save it for the next one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we were, we're going to have a regular feature going on throughout this World Cup, which you're insisting on, which is who's worse than Jesse Lingard? Yes, um, please. Yeah. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be answering those questions. Uh, uh, we're going to try and do this as, as regularly as we can. Uh, Jay lives in Australia. I live in America. Uh, time zones are against us. Uh, we'll try, we're not going to promise one every day. We're going to promise one every time that Jay can book a room at, uh, at work to have a meeting. And uh, I'm not drunk in a pub because England have lost. Uh, so, uh, tough. Subscribe. It's tough. Please subscribe. Mum, please push the subscribe button. You can find it like at the top of the thing. There it is, Mum. Click on it. Yeah, there we go. We have a subscriber. Everyone else, uh, thank you for listening this far. Uh, and uh, we'll be back during the rest of the World Cup with, um, with, with football and love. Can't wait, especially for the latter. <laughs> <laughs>